What's up, guys? Predicast episode seven. What's going on, Mo? Not much, Kenny. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Uh, I haven't talked to you. Fuck, I don't think I talked to you since the last time we did an episode. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I've been crazy busy. You sound like you've been crazy busy. So, yeah, man. Um, what have you? What have you been up to? You've been running, or what's your deal? I've been running. Uh, I've been playing with these Indian clubs that I got. Right on. I told you that the other day. I got these yeah. Indian clubs. So I've been experimenting with those. Okay. I've been running. Uh, mostly just 10K. Still doing the sprints once in a while. Uh, boxing a little bit just with friends. Getting together in the park. Hitting the pads. Nice. Uh, um, still on big on the, the bar work. The, the chin-ups and the pull-ups. And trying to get better at those. Um, started actually doing... Some exercises like that. See, I used to, I basically when I got really into running, I stopped uh, specifically working out my lower body, yeah. like in the gym or in the park or whatever. So I stopped doing things like uh, like barbell squats or jumping squats or lunges or all you know these kind of typical lower body exercises. And my logic was I didn't need to because I run a lot. I do trail running. I run upstairs. I do sprints. I've got, you know, pretty, you know, I've, I've got big muscular legs. Like doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like it's necessary for me to also have like a leg day at the gym or something. Yeah. And, uh, and also I was worried about hurting my running. So, you know, uh, if, if if I'm in the one in the in the gym one day doing jumping squats or barbell squats, and then the next day I want to do a 10k, well, sometimes you go to do that 10k and your legs are killing you. So it seems kind of counterproductive, right? Yeah. Um. And you know, maybe yeah. I mean, I don't know. This I guess that's an interesting topic. I don't I don't know how runners feel. Uh, you know, professional runners or whatever. If if uh, strength training for their lower body fits into their routine, that's a, that's a good question. Maybe you know more about that. I just want to do it recently because I, because I hadn't done it in so long, and um, I know it's great exercise, and I didn't want to sort of yeah like lose anything I had before when I was doing Muay Thai. We used to do jumping squats till the cows came home. And they're hard and they're brutal. To me, they're got to be one of the least fun exercises you can do. Um, they're not like push-ups that kind of feel good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, maybe to each his own. I can do push-ups till the cows come home. They, they, they don't suck. You know, it's not like a jumping mm-hmm. squats. They suck. They are not fun. And they don't get fun. Um, so I hadn't done jumping squats in ages. And I started to go, man, I wonder if I could still do as many as I... So I've been doing some stuff like jumping squats and lunges just to, yeah, man, to make sure I don't lose some strength, some lower body strength I used to have. and Right on, dude. Yeah, so that's a, that's a quick summary of basically what I've been doing. Do the jumping squats, you do those with a barbell on your back or you just do them body weight? Just body weight. Right on. You yeah, ever okay. seen the videos of GSP doing it with like 135 on his back? I think I have yeah, seen yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's basically two kinds of jumping squats that, I, that I've ever done. When I when I did judo, we used to do a set, we used to do twenty, yeah, and that's and you would do them slower and trying to jump as high as you possibly can. That was the whole idea. You jump as high as you possibly can twenty okay. times in a row. 
in Muay Thai, we do like 30 quick ones. Boom, uh, okay. boom, boom. Yeah. So the, you're not, you can't uh, jump absolutely as high as you can because you're kind of going faster, right? Up and down faster. Yeah. You do 30 of them. And let me tell you, bro, that sucks. And for me anyways, doing 30 fast ones is uh, is a lot harder than doing 20 big ones. Yeah, dude. Um, but both uh, aren't fun. Neither of them are fun. No, squats are like a fucking brutal exercise, especially if you're doing sets of 20. When I was at my strongest, I would do I would have a workout. My entire leg workout would be five sets of 20 with 225. And it doesn't sound that bad. Five sets for legs. It is the most painful work. The first set is okay. Yeah. By th <laughs> the third set, you're like, fuck this. Yeah. And the last two sets, even uh, five sets of 20 with 135 sucks. You know? Sure. Yeah. And absolutely. like, there's a big difference if you if you go like 10 and then pause and then do five and pause and five. If you do 20 without pausing, mm. it's super painful. Probably the hardest exercise there is. It's tougher than like maybe a high rep deadlift's a little bit hard, but like comparing push-ups or benching or curls to squatting is like it's not really comparable. Yeah. And uh it's interesting. Um, and you, you know, I'm also working these into like a circuit, like, uh, I should have mentioned that. So when I'm doing squats or lunges, I'm doing them while running. So maybe I'm doing like a 30 minute run mm -hmm. and I occasionally pause Jesus. to bust out 20 jumping squats and keep going or, yeah. or, you know, I'll, uh, lunges, I don't know. Lunges, I've been doing them for one minute instead of trying to count them. I just try to keep, I do those walking lunges yeah. where you're like moving forward. Yeah, and uh, I used to do them with weights in my hand, but I just haven't had weights on me because I'm I'm at the track and I ran to the track, so I'm just doing them no weight, uh, but I just do them for a minute, right? Like, I don't think I don't yeah. I'm not counting. I'm just like I'm gonna I got a timer. I got my little uh, boxing like uh, timer round round timer. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, okay. Uh, what do you call it? You know, you know, yeah, what I'm talking about like the kind of clock you have up in a boxing ring, in uh, in a boxing gym. And I, yeah, I'll just do them for, do them for a minute, and then I bust, and then I start running again. But that's the craziest feeling, because when you start running straight from squats into running, your your yeah. your legs are just like vibrating. They're just like fuck you. Um, but if you just work through it, it fades, you know. Yeah, you yeah, it's yeah, hundred percent. You can recover from it while running, right? Exactly. That's what I meant to yeah. say. Exactly. And actually, those that's impressive. You can do those lunges for a minute. I usually, you know, when I do those, say I, I run, like say I go for a ten k and I run five k out. Hmm. Before I turn around, I'll do those, and they kind of stretch out your hips, right? Interesting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You got to stretch yeah. out of them too, right? If you start yeah. to get, yeah. Sure. Right on, bro. I actually, I want you got a kind of a cool story about those clubs. Before you break that down, I just want to mm. tell you what I've been up to. And, yeah, yeah. I've um, talked long enough. What, what have you been up to, dude? I've just been doing the. Well, I haven't been doing speed work. I've just been running. I've done. Uh, I'm not injured. Fucking most important part. I did. A, I did a 16k last Thursday. Nice. I'm doing. I'm doing two 10ks, like a 10k Saturday, a 10k Sunday. Whoa. Yeah. So like wait, I did, wait, 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 wait. Back up. You're doing two 10k races in a row. Back oh, sorry. No, no, I'm fucking this up. Okay, let me okay. say that again. I do a 10k Saturday, 10k Sunday every weekend. First thing in the morning. Not race. Uh, Not a okay. Race. I get it. I get it. Sorry. But like for example, like Thursday I did 16, took Friday off, 
Saturday, yesterday morning I did 10K. This morning I did 10K. Yeah. I'm running 50 kilometers a week. Feel good. I kind of – well, I fucking forgot my puffer again on the 16K. Hey. And you don't have – you don't use Strava. Remember when I was trying to explain to you about these stupid segments in Strava that, like, make you want to try and take them – like, they'll be, like, places? Remember me telling you about this? Yes. So I'm in the park. There's this fucking hill. And I know there's a Strava segment on it. So in the middle of my run, like 12K into my run, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to sprint up this hill mm-hmm. and try and take this segment. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember it not being that like that fast. So I'm like, yeah, I can take up it. And then I'm, I'm jogging it out after, right? Your legs are kind of trashed because it's a steep hill for yeah. um, 300 meters. It's a 300 yeah. meter stretch on this hill. Okay. I'm jogging it out, and then all of a sudden, my throat starts to fucking get sore and starts to close up in me. And I go, "Oh fuck! I didn't, I... I didn't take my puffer before my run." And actually, at the top of this segment, you're now in the woods, and you're on these um, mountain bike trails that are okay. kind of going up and down. And I'm just trotting along, and I couldn't recover from this. Like, if I would have been on maybe like flat ground, I could have just jogged really slowly and got my breath back. But I think because I was still working, I couldn't get my heart rate down and I couldn't get my breathing down. Yeah. So I actually ended up having to like in the middle of this run, like sit on a rock for two minutes and recover and then like jog around the park on flat. And yeah. I actually, I, the next day I didn't have the problem. The next day my lungs were fine. I didn't have any issues, but it's interesting that like, I used to have this and I just thought it was because I wasn't in shape, but it's a hundred percent this puffer because I took it Saturday morning mm-hmm. on that 10 K and I, I did the thing like the negative split thing where I, I ran the first five K slow. And then I started each kilometer going faster, faster and faster. Okay. And I think the last kilometer I was close to like four minute pace, like 20 minute five K pace. Mm-hmm. And my breathing was a hundred percent fine. Huh. So, yeah, I know now that I need this puffer. Every, But I forget, like, you just go out the door and you don't think about it, right? Well, you don't use a puffer, right? I mean, I own I own one. Yeah. I, I am asthmatic, but I haven't had an asthma attack in a really long time. You don't even get it in um, the winter. Uh, in the winter, I definitely got to be more careful. And sometimes I get, like, I sort of feel the asthma. Like, it's, yeah, it's just, you, yeah if you're asthmatic, you know what we're talking about. You yeah. feel that kind of cold burn in the bottom of your throat. 100%. Um, yeah. But it's not, again, it's not a full-fledged asthma attack. So, no, I, I've, I've, yeah, I've been kind of being like, okay, if, well, I'm, if I don't really need it, I'm not going to take the puffer. No, and you don't. Like, today I ran a 10K in, like, 57 minutes or something like that. Zero problems. Yeah, you only need it when you're going hard, and I think it's worse in the cold. But yeah, yeah. that's well, it depends. I mean, everyone's different. P- different asthmatics get asthma from different things. For me, exercise in the cold is the number one thing. It is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Why. I do not get asthma attacks in the warm weather. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah and specifically get asthma. Like that's what I was diagnosed as. I got it from cat hair when I was a kid. I kind of I I seem to have outgrown that. Uh, and now it's it's just exercise in the cold air. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What, yeah, so it was like 25 degrees. That's why I really got a shitty deal here. Yeah, you really do. Yeah, you know, and I'm lifting too. I'm still deadlifting. 
Um, I'm still doing my curl workout where I do the curls in the overhead press. I've been bouldering on my bouldering wall a lot. Nice. Um, yeah. Tell me about tell me about these clubs you got, man. Um, yeah, so Indian clubs. Um Indian clubs, traditional strength training instrument uh from India and Iran. Uh the 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 wrestlers in traditional Indo-Iranian wrestling. Uh it's one of the main things wrestlers would use to develop their strength, particularly like functional strength. Uh, wrist and grip and forearm strength and they're basically clubs they look a little bit like bowling pins or, or depending on the style they look kind of like bowling pins or little baseball bats um and they're weighted so i've i've known about them for a while i've seen stuff about them um you know watch some videos on youtube always wanted a set um just to try them out and then the other day, I'm like, I'm leaving my house, and there's this guy across the street. So, <laughs> yeah, there's this guy that lives across the street from me. Mm-hmm. And I I know him. I mean, I don't know him. I just say hi to him all the time because he's my neighbor, and I realize he lives across from me, and he realizes I live across from him. So it's quite normal for us to wave and say hello. I've never actually met him, don't know his name, never had a conversation with him. And... Um, so one day I'm walking by and he's like, <laughs> out of nowhere, he's like, so I see you've been uh, working hard to develop your wrist and forearm strength. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I, I, I realized later he saw me in my driveway working out with the kettlebells. But what were you doing? Like specific grip work then or something? It's, like, was um, he like you, I seen you working out or was he like, I seen you doing grip work? He specifically said he's noticed I've been w- trying to build my forearm and wrist strength. Interesting. Very interesting. He's also he's so he's current. He's like watching you out his bay window at the front of his house. Or can you uh, see down your driveway from his place? No, because our houses aren't directly across. <laughs> he's like slightly to the side, so he must have been walking by. Right on. Or, you know, maybe sometimes I take my kettlebell to the park. Maybe you saw me walking oh, okay. with the kettlebell. You know, sure. either, could either is quite possible. And then I'm, and I'm like, you know, I don't stop, right? Like, he's on the other side of the street. And then he's like, uh, oh, you know, uh, you know what you can do to increase your workout? You can start using a towel. You can, uh, you know, wrap a towel. So what's going on about adding a towel to my kettlebell workout? Which I know really? about, yeah, yeah. I know I, what chin ups guys do them. Yeah, yeah. That that's I'm most familiar with adding towels to your chin ups, right? But I know in general you can add a towel to a lot of exercises to make it more of a, a challenging for your wrist and forearm muscles. And he starts telling me about how I should add it. Going on saying something about I should add a towel to my kettlebell, and I'm kind of like, yeah, dude, sure. Like this is weird. I've... <laughs> For years, you've never said a word to me beyond high, you know? <laughs> and uh, and then he's like, yeah, c- let me show you. Like, come on in for a minute. Just let me show you. And, and before I know it, he's like waving me across the, across the street and going to his garage. And, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I got the kind of personality. I'm not that big on like, yeah, I'm not always super up to like ha- making small talk with people I don't know. So 
I was like, really, I really didn't want to come in his garage. And I was, I was tempted to say, Hey man, I'm late for something. Sorry. I got to go. But that would have been a bold faced lie. Cause I had all the time in the world that day. So I ended up being like, what the hey? I cross the street. I walk into his garage. I follow him into his garage. And this dude has the most beautiful pimpinest collection of kettlebells. Bells. And kettlebells. Thank you. Kettlebells and Indian clubs. Hmm. Also has a huge barbell and some massive plates. Very simple right but beautiful little gym in his garage right and basically i spend i end up hanging out there for like at least half an hour while this guy talks my ear off and tells <laughs> me everything there is to know about forearm grip and wrist strength about functional strength strength take strength training kettlebells um just dropping names and uh, you know, telling me all these crazy stories about world famous strength trainers. And, uh, you know, he's just a walking encyclopedia of information. And it's interesting. It's, it's totally one of those like stories, like super cool guy, awesomest guy in the world, almost 60 years old, uh, strong as an ox, you know, you mm -hmm. wouldn't tell it to look at, to look at him. Cause he's not all, you know, he's not a, you know, massive, yeah. uh, you know, guy with gigantic muscles popping out a shirt but when you see him up close you you see his forearms and you're like oh yeah he's pretty chiseled and and he's strong as an ox because he was picking up these like you know massive kettlebells he had like a what a 125 pound kettleball in there right on. um he's dropping all these names like uh dan john and yeah sure you know dan john yeah he's uh, a coach i could be wrong i think he's a coach sounds okay familiar uh pavel pavel satsulin pavel satsulin mm -hmm. some russian dude right um on. jeff martone um just like look at some of these these uh logan christopher gus peterson uh huh. scott sanan i hope i'm getting all these names right steve maxwell so i have them all written down now that's why i'm able to tell you but he's just dropping all these names and like telling me <laughs> these stories of like the strongest guys in the world and anyways man it's just mad cool and uh i mentioned to him like yeah like i've wanted a pair of indian clubs for a long time and he's like take them i don't use them anymore really yeah he's like i don't use like he's got a lot of injuries he's you know he's almost six yeah. years old. he was in a car accident i should he was the injuries okay. from working out he was in a serious car accident he like shattered his pelvis so he has like a very specific routine he does now that you know sure. in light of his injuries and the indian the indian uh clubs are one of the things he took out of his workout and uh so yeah, he offered me, man. Beautiful set, uh, five pound, ten pound, and fifteen pounds. Okay, I was gonna yeah. ask that. How much they weigh? Yeah, and you swing uh, them around. You swing them around. I go on YouTube, did some sure. research, got some good exercises down, and uh, they're a lot of fun, dude. And and you know, five pounds doesn't sound like a lot. No. Some of those exercises, five pounds is enough, man. Huh. I think Rogan uses them every day. He said, right. Yeah, I remember I did something like a morning too. routine. Something like did you does he have videos on that? Is that what you're saying? Sorry. Joe Rogan? Yeah. He's I just heard him talking about it in a okay. podcast. Right on. Yeah. 
Anyway, so I'm okay. having fun with those. Uh, it's a learning curve, of course. I'll, I'll just say this. It, I, I have newfound respect for the Indian clubs, guys, because when you see them on YouTube, it looks so simple. You're like, oh, yeah, sure. they're just swinging this thing around their head. Uh, when you do it, and especially with heavy weight, you realize how much form is involved, how much coordination is involved, and how hard it is to have such nice form when, you know, these things weigh – uh, you know, when the, the, they're 15 pounds sure. in each hand, you know, um, it's uh, it's give me. Yeah, man, it's a lot of skill in, involved. And those guys are strong. Now, when I watch those videos and I see what those guys are swinging around and how nice their form is, I'm like, OK, those dudes are strong. Those guys have like insane wrist forearm strength. Like, fucking yeah, right. Like, yeah. So it's been fun. Yeah, no, it's interesting. And that's the weird thing is that there's all these crazy basement garage gyms all over the place. And nobody knows that they're actually there, right? Yeah. You don't know that your neighbor three doors down has this. And actually, there's this dude, um, Dave Tate, who was gonna like, start up this app, where you mm -hmm. could like sign because you know how like, say that, like this, the guy the way this guy trains, like how many people that you do you know that also train like that, right? Right. Nobody, right? You might have right. one other friend that does it. So he was going to create this app where you could put in your, like, if you wanted to, obviously, mm -hmm. you put in your address. Mm -hmm. So then you can go on this app and it, and, and all these home gyms ah. show up. So you can be like, say like, when you traveled to Atlanta, you could go and see these like garage gyms and there'd be a dude. And I don't know if he fills out his information. Like he had Indian clubs and kettlebells or whatever it is. And you can go, you can shoot him a message and you guys can train together. Okay. It was interesting. I don't know if this app came to fruition, but that was the idea. But yeah, it's interesting how this stuff, this was been across the street from your house for years and you didn't even know about it. No idea. For right years. on. Yeah. Right on. Never, never fucking talked to the guy. Hey, did you pick up those segway? Did you pick up those shoes, the Kimbaras? I did, yeah. They and came the, in the mail. Oh, oh. dude, you, <laughs> you don't sound too stoked. Give me your honest opinion of these shoes. I want your no, honest. Uh, so far, I like the shoes a lot. I mean, they're ugly as sin. They're ugly as Fuck. sin. What color did you get? I got it. Oh, uh, they're like white with like. All sorts of fruity neon oh. color striped all over it. I'm, I'm like, like, white? Uh, like, like mostly white. The, yeah, like the base color is white, but then like tons of oh. neon, a lot of neon green, like highlighter green. You know. Oh yeah, it sounds like mine. Yeah, they're ugly as shit. You know, they're, they're good at night. Shit. You don't get hit by a car. Yeah, that's they're, they're nice for that. <laughs> but tell me about <laughs> the shoes compared. Like I thought they were super. Did you notice how light they are? Yeah, they're really light. Uh, they feel great to run in. Okay. Uh, I'm super happy with my purchase. Okay, I feel good because actually for a bit there, I was like, why didn't I recommend these shoes to him? I should have just got him to go to running room because he's going to buy these shoes now. They're going to be <laughs> shit. And then I'm going to be accountable for it, right? Or the running room guy. could, But no, you like them. I do. I like them. Okay. It's a great idea. And then I don't know. Did we talk about it on a previous podcast? But basically... For our listeners who don't know, I went with these, uh, what are they called? Kavara or Kinvara? Yeah, Kinvara. Sockney Kinvara. Sockney Kinvara sixes. Because, uh, yeah, it's just mad cheap. Like, I bought them online, which obviously the downside, you can't try them on first. But sure. I know, I know my size, and I hate shopping. I hate having to go to stores and sit down and try on shoes. And 
So, you know, the price was right. And uh bought them. And a few days later, they came in the mail. And I got some new shoes. How many, how many times have you ran in them? Um, like a couple times. Three times? No, really. Okay. Maybe right three, on, dude. Three, four times? Actually, in the paper, there was a liquidation kind of place that had Kimbaras for 69 bucks. Crazy. Yeah, they must have been like the older ones, like the sixes or the sevens or something like that. Yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah, dude. So you like them. Right on, man. Love them. Okay, dude. Listen, yeah. props to you for that. Thanks, bro. Listen, dude. You watched the McGregor fight last night. I'm surprised you watched it. Right yeah. on. Yeah. Yes, I certainly did. Where'd you watch it? Ahmad's house. Right on. Yeah. And uh, do you want me to give my thoughts? Well, you, I didn't even watch the fight, and I still have thoughts on the fight. Because yeah. I've already been on SureDog.com and watched, like, the 10 billion threads. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to go on SureDog, it's a great place where you can post about, like, what if. Do you think Floyd could have finished him in four, round of, four rounds if he wanted to and all this and how mm -hmm. Connor won the first five? But at the end of the day, like, this is exactly what Mayweather wanted to do. Mm -hmm you know, is wear, that, wear him out and finish him. And, like, the fact that he got TKO'd in the 10th round is, like, the perfect fight for Mayweather, right? Absolutely. Because And people, are, it's not MMA, like, we're, like, rounds. Like, in MMA, you got three rounds. You need to win rounds in MMA. Boxing is totally different. It's a chess game. And I want you to talk about this because you're really into this. But when I see TKO, like, you can read the play-by-play the -play on SureDog, and they scored the first five for Connor. Mm -hmm. And then the last five for Mayweather. And I'm like, okay, this is going to end bad, right? Yeah. And the fact that he TKO'd him, if you look at Mayweather's, like, last 13 fights before he retired, mm -hmm. he went to decision for, like, 11 of those 13. He's not a guy who knocks people out or TKOs guys yeah. very often. Yeah. So the fact that he TKO'd him in the 10th round was, yeah. like, a pitcher. So what are your thoughts yeah. on the fight? Well, McGregor was never unconscious on the ground. He, he was wobbling. He was barely defending himself. Mayweather yeah. was just beating the crap out of him, and the ref stopped it. And, yeah. you know, you know, McGregor did not complain. You know what I mean? Like, he did, he did the next – he did following the fight. Oh, did he? Oh, that's a joke. Yeah, like, the, she, the ref, she, yeah. She, some, I don't want to – I'm paraphrasing, but something about, like, they should have let him put me down or something, which is ridiculous. It's not how boxing goes. You don't – you're not allowed to keep fighting until you're unconscious. It's not – yeah, it's it's like what you're upset that you didn't become go, get dangerously close to receiving massive brain damage. Like, <laughs> I mean, anyways, yeah. How was the um, fight? I want to know what you thought. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to say you know anything that's everyone's already heard already, but so I'll just say this. Um, you're absolutely right. Uh, those first five rounds, like Mayweather barely threw a punch. You know? Yeah. Like, and but that's what Mayweather does, right? Yeah. He, he he takes the scenic route. He's not trying to finish you off. And right away, he's an incredibly defensive fighter. Some people, a lot of people think that makes him a, a really boring fighter, that he's bad for the sport, blah, blah, blah. If you're really into boxing, you tend to you know, appreciate it more because you realize what insane skill he has, that that def the way he can be so defensive and counterpunch. And, you know, Joe Rogan talks about it all all the time you know how see mayweather in his prime like how it's just incredible how he can like you know shift his head at the last minute to miss a punch by an inch you know and then counter punch i mean that takes such an incredible level of skill it's mind-blowing you know he is yeah. really this like phenomenal boxer okay but yeah especially for non-boxing fans not super exciting and thrilling to watch
so yeah, those first five rounds, he, he barely threw a punch. And uh, so I guess, yeah, you know, um, McGregor won those rounds. But that was May Mayweather's strategy, and he he tired him out. And then, you know, that 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 tenth round, it was just it was just it was murder. You know, was it really? Right oh, on. Yeah, McGregor was gassed. You could he you could see it in his face. And Mayweather is fine. He's in fine shape, and he's just going in for the kill. And he knows yeah. it. You know, it's like a lion attacking a zebra. I'm sorry. I will say this though um mcgregor did much better than i thought he would to be honest yeah. with you like if like a lot of people thought this was going to be a farce mcgregor was just going to get beaten up and knocked out within the first three rounds that didn't happen you know now yeah. could mayweather have done it maybe but why why would he have that yeah you know, that's, that's not a smart battle plan like i mean yeah, i don't think that was the plan i think there was not it wasn't to the do plan. that yeah like yeah. specifically not to do that Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, could Mayweather have done it? Maybe. It would have also involved much more risk, right? Like, he would have been at more risk. But, you know, I'm just saying, you see at some of these shots that, that may – I don't know what the stats are about how many shots Mayweather landed. Oh, sorry. McGregor landed. Sorry. Yeah. Um, And, you know, like, you know, most people did not think McGregor could even hit Mayweather. You know, because Mayweather sure. has these fights. He goes, ten, you know, 10, 12 rounds without being hit, right? Like, he's yeah. just – so talented now okay mayweather's not in his prime anymore but i'm just saying i'm surprised i was surprised how many good shots okay uh mcgregor landed on mayweather you know so he actually did better than i thought he could and it shows like geez you know he's fighting the best boxer in the world not in his prime okay the dude's like what 42 45 how old is May- i don't know i forget but you know the dude the dude was like retired and and, and yeah not in his prime and but still he's fighting the best boxer in the world and he didn't just get like annihilated in in the first round i mean that's yeah. anyone who can go 10 rounds with mayweather that's an accomplishment in itself so i'll say yeah. that but uh you know i you know i was looking forward to watching mcgregor get beat up and that's what happened yeah yeah, I mean, I didn't think that was necessarily. It wasn't uh, Ray Mercer versus Tim Sylvia. Did you watch that fight? Mm, you no. met, do you remember Tim Sylvia from the UFC? No, I don't. I was never as big a UFC junkie as you. So he caught, he's in. He's kind of washed out UFC fighter, and he takes on Ray Mercer. So they're mm. two heavyweights, and the gun goes off, and Tim Sylvia comes out and throws this like piddly little inside left kick on this heavyweight boxer and mm. the guy just comes over the top with a right hand boom it was like 10 seconds lights out yeah, yeah. I, but and that's the thing like his strategy was really and i think it was actually like mma rules really eh? yeah i think it was actually mma rules but oh. we just knew that mayweather wasn't going to be doing stuff like that he wasn't right. going to be throwing giant overhand rights inside the first 10 seconds of the fight right yeah okay bro um, well, listen, bro, should we wrap it up for this week? Yeah, we can wrap it up, man. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, thanks for watching. Um, again, if you guys want to leave us a review on iTunes, you can. Check us out on Instagram, the Predicast, and uh, Predicast at gmail.com. Anything else, bro? No, that's it for now, bro. Okay, right on. Thanks a lot. Uh, have a good night, guys. Peace. Okay, peace out, everybody. <laughs>